It's the Bulls podcast, here to talk all things Pombonite Cricket Club. My name is Luke Reynolds, and joining me today is a man who played his 200th senior game for the Pombonite Cricket Club on Saturday. It's a big welcome to the Bulls podcast, to Wes Lenahan. Welcome, Wes. G'day, Luke. How are we going? Very well, mate. Uh, great to finally have you on the podcast. <laughs> it's, it's been a long time coming, isn't it? It has. <laughs> <laughs> mate, congratulations on the 200 games. Uh, a great achievement, but we'll talk more about you later on. We'll get into the weekend results, and in Division 1, it was Pombonite, 141 all out, with Tatakar Sendanaika making 48 and Josh Place 39, defeating Tarang, 111 all out, with Tatakar Sendanaika 2 for 17 and Tom Darcy 2 for 24. A good first up win to the Division 1 Bulls, Wes. That, sound, that sounds like a good win, and uh, yeah, old uh, Sender had a pretty good game by the sound of it. He did, and uh, I think they were 5 for 46 and a 77-run partnership between Sender and Josh. So a crucial little knock there from uh, JP alongside Sender. Oh, it's good to see Josh stepping up. He's um, He's been thereabouts for a couple of years now, and, uh, yeah, it's good to see him stepping up. And been batting well at training too. Oh, absolutely, yes. Hit, hitting them smooth, yeah. So no, a good start to the year, uh, finally underway. So uh, Division 2, we were here at Pombonite. And uh, without our captain, the controversial Matthew Richardson, out suspended, uh, what do you make of Pombonite's most suspended player? Well, well, he's um, he's he's certainly uh, a live wire, but um, yeah, he's uh, he's 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 a good man to have as captain, though he can uh, really put in when he needs to. So uh, yeah. So batting first, Pombonite eight for one seventy one. Simon Tolland forty one. Where's Lenahan thirty six? Tim Whitehead, 28 not out, and Charlie Vortier, 25. Uh, a good opening partnership between you and Charlie. Yeah, Charlie's a, a real up-and-coming batsman. He's, um, he, he's been thereabouts for a couple of years also, and I, I'm expecting some big scores from him this year. Yeah. And batted well yourself? Uh, yeah, the usual innings, I suppose, with uh, uh, plenty of uh, knocks down to fine leg and uh, a few through uh, slips and gully. And a few too many threes, I think, Tolly was whinging about as well, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, Tolly also batted well himself. He uh, hit a couple of big ones over the fence. And, yeah, his, uh, his 41 was uh, crucial. And uh, Tim Whitehead, 28 at the end. Uh, speaking of blokes batting well at training, he's, he's hitting the ball hard and straight, isn't he? Oh, hard all right. Yeah, I was watching him at training uh, with uh, Rowdy and I said, oh, geez, Tim, Tim's in for a big year this year, the way he's hitting it. He's... Um, He's also uh, cutting a good figure at the moment too. He's uh, done some umpiring throughout the year, central umpiring throughout the year, and uh, yeah, he's uh, lost a fair bit of weight and ready to go. Yeah, it's good to see. And uh, and then we bowled Hatesbury out for 120. Uh, Gavin Reynolds and Finn Tolland opening the bowling. Two for 14 for Gavin, three for 24 for Finn Tolland on his Division One debut. Weren't good start by the boys. Weren't the young blokes awesome? They were, yeah. Good to stand back in the field as an old bloke and watch the young blokes do it all. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, add in Sam Whitecross, three for 30, and uh, we had teenagers take eight of our ten wickets. Well, you can't ask for any more than that, can you? That's, uh, that's you in the, in the juniors, Luke, bringing through some uh, quality players. No, it's, it's great to, to have them in and play alongside them, and uh, they'll be going ahead of us very soon if they haven't already. But uh, a very good win. Also a couple of wickets to Urkel. So, uh, yeah, great start to the year for the Division Two Bulls. Division 3 ventured down to Eklund and batted first, all out for 94. Tony Evans, 21. Jack Smith, 19. And Gary Ritchie's, 9. And 
Eklund passed the score in the 38th over, three down. So uh, the Division Three Bulls made them earn it, but uh, just couldn't couldn't run through that batting lineup. Uh, a wicket each to Tony Evans, Donnie McGuinness, and Taylor Reynolds. So uh, yeah, not, probably not enough runs on the board for the Div Three Bulls. No, that's right. But uh, yeah, there's uh, plenty of promise in there for the rest of the season, I reckon. So on Thursday night, unfortunately, the under-14 boys got washed out with the game transferred to Monday and, of course, washed out again. So uh, one game out of five so far for the under-14 boys and we've lost four home games, unfortunately. A familiar story all round, Luke, I think. It has been, yeah. But uh, they're back this week. Hopefully we'll get a game in at Birigurra on Friday night. To the under-13 boys, both teams played on Friday night. Pombinit Gold were at Pombinit at home to Cobden with uh, Pomonet Gold 5 for 70, Jonty Raven 12 retired, Ollie West 9 retired, going down to Cobden 2 for 86 with Ollie West taking both wickets, taking 2 for 3. So uh, second loss for Pomonet Gold. Well, down at Simpson, Pomonet Maroon batted first and made 4 for 146. Mark Van S 23 retired, Dermot Kennedy 21 retired, Bailey Fox 21 retired, Josh Reynolds, 20, retired, and Miller Murphy, 11. Defeating Simpson, 50 all out. Sam Tolan, two wickets. Josh Reynolds, two wickets. Mark Van S two wickets. And a wicket each to Riley Dempsey, George Sadler, and Miller Murphy. So a, a very good win to the Maroon team down at Simpson. On Sunday morning, with the under-16 boys having the bye and the under-17 girls having the bye, we just had some uh, two games for the under-13 girls. And Pombonite Gold hosted Tomahawk Creek at Pombonite. With Gold making 7 for 109, Isla Spokes 11 retired, Ella Ritchie's 8 retired, and Zoe Roberts 8 retired, defeating Tomahawk Creek 5 for 80. Sarah Bridges 2 for 5, Zoe Roberts 1 for 4, and Meg Nolan 1 for 4. So a very good win to Pomonite Gold. And the Pomonite Maroon girls played their first game for the season down at the Lake Oval in Colac. And the under, with uh, Pomonite Maroon 12 for 51, Imogen Lay, four retired, not out. Isabel Pilly, three retired, not out. Losing to Colac, four for 127, with wickets to Pippa Murphy, Regan Webb, and Imogen Lay. With, and a big welcome to the six girls who made their debut for the club in that Pomonite Marone under-13 team. We had Alicia Boyd, Isabel Pilly, Imogen Lay, Scarlett Saracalio, Emily Reynolds, and Regan Webb. So, uh, yeah, great first-up effort by those girls. Uh, another... Reynolds into the uh, lineup there, Luke. I see. Yes, uh, Emily played her first game, so uh, yeah, a very proud dad moment, and uh, yeah, great to see her out there. She made one not out off of twelve balls, so uh, didn't get out and uh, scored a run off a twelfth ball, which was great. And uh, yeah, then bowled two reasonable overs, so yeah. wouldn't have been a, a clip off the legs like our old man, would it, Luke? Or? Uh, it actually was a clip off the, <laughs> on the leg side. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, no, very proud of Emily, and, uh, yeah, and some great to see all the other girls as well out there enjoying their cricket. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I was rapt to be there with the under-16 boys having the bye. Awesome. And on to Sunday afternoon, we had the Pomonet Senior Women's Teams both in action. The Pomonet Gold team were at the CSC Oval in Colac against Irrawarra, with the home team batting first and all out for 36. Taylor Reynolds taking her career-best figures in women's cricket of four for six, with a wicket each to Nellie Sadler, Rachel Dendle and Sam Coxon. And in reply, 
the Pomonique Gold Ladies, two for 117 declared after 16 overs. The skipper, Sam Coxon, 32 retired. Jess Molden, 30 retired. And Taylor Reynolds, 17 not out. Uh, a very convincing win to the Gold Girls. And, um, geez, Wes, uh, Jess Molden, 30 off 11 balls. Uh, she'd retired by 2.2 overs into the innings, and that already won. That'll be some amazing <laughs> cricket there, Luke. Um, I don't get to see that side play very often because uh, Belinda plays in the other side. But, um, yeah, I'm sure that week after week there seems to be some really good scores. So, yeah. Yeah, Jess hit the ball very well and batted beautifully. And, and as did Sam Coxon as well. But uh, a complete team effort from the girls that day. So, uh, yeah, well done to the gold team. Also some quality bowls in that team too, Luke. Jeez. Absolutely, and uh, Jess Molden opened the bowling off the long run as well. So uh, maybe another another bow to the the pace attack. So uh, yeah, really solid effort there. And the other game, he was here at Pombonit with uh, the Pombonit Maroon team hosting Tomahawk Creek, and it was Maroon batting first. Sort uh, struggled for runs, but only lost the two wickets. But two for sixty eight off their twenty overs. Janelle Whitehead batting through the innings for twenty six not out. And Emily Norman retiring on 11. A couple of familiar names there, Luke. Uh, same, same batters as the week before. So, um, yes. Yeah, having yeah. a good run. Yeah, very consistent, both of them. Yeah. Uh, probably a bit slower than we're used to seeing Janelle bat, but uh, she normally thumps them around a bit. But, uh, yeah, good discipline innings by the sounds of it. And in reply, Tomahawk Creek, four for 105, with the standing skipper, Deborah Reynolds, taking her career best, three for nine. And Janelle Whitehead taking one for 11. So uh, very competitive, but uh, just falling a bit short there. And no doubt missing Belinda as well. How, how is her hamstring coming along? Uh, Belinda's hamstring is, uh, she is struggling with it a bit, Luke. Um, yes, she's had some an ultrasound on it. It sounds like it's going to be about a six-week wait before we get to see her back out in the field. Oh, no. So uh, six weeks out of cricket, but uh, how long out of the dairy? Well, to be totally honest, Luke, she uh, milked for me Saturday night, so um, <laughs> she uh, hobbled up and down the dairy and got them done for me, so that was good. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> as long as she can still make an appearance in the dairy, that's good. <laughs> no, I hope, hope to see Belinda back out on the field soon. Yeah, and, and uh, what about your wife um, getting three for nine? That's uh, it's pretty amazing figures there, Luke. Yeah, she was very happy with that, so uh, yeah, no, a good performance, and uh, must be that coaching she's getting at home. <laughs> And we had three debutantes across the women's teams on Sunday afternoon. For the gold team, we had Grace Roberts, one of our new under-17 players, played her first senior game. And in the Maroon team, we had Claire Dunn and Leonie Clark. So uh, a big welcome to those three ladies and hope they enjoy their senior cricket at Pombonite. The Pombonite Cricket Club 12th Man Club is a group of people that love the Pombo Cricket Club and want to make it a better and greater place than we already know it to be. With benefits including a monthly members draw where we give away over $200 worth of cash and prizes and social events. If you're a lover of the Pombo Cricket Club and looking for additional ways to contribute to the magic that happens at Pombo, then join now. With over 40 members already, it is a lot of fun and costs just $6 per week. For more information or to join, get in touch with one of our friendly executive committee members. Go Bulls! Hi, I'm Lucy Cripps from the Victorian women's cricket team in Melbourne Stars. You're listening to the Bulls podcast. Okay, Wes, so the man we're here to speak to now about your your great career so far in maroon and gold. But, uh, 
It all started a fair while ago, didn't it? 1989-90 in the juniors. Yeah, it's a long time ago, isn't it, Luke? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are your memories of, of starting out in junior cricket? Uh, playing with your brothers, of course. Uh, definitely. Um, yeah, my older brother Jason and I um, started at the same year. Um, there was two blokes that we used to know, um, the Rag Boys, lived up the road and... Um, yeah, they finished up their cricket career, so uh, Brian Boyd uh, had moved away from the area and uh, Brian Boyd uh, approached us and asked uh, if we wanted to come up and uh, have, a, have a go at cricket and see what it's like, um, not coming from a sporting background at all. No, mother and father never played any sport at all. It was uh, a bit different for us, but um, yeah, we... Uh, Soon learn the ropes, I suppose. Were you starting from scratch in the juniors or had you rolled the arm over at home? Um, very little backyard cricket, but um, once we found out we were playing, we uh, soon discovered um, that cricket was on the tally most weekends and, uh, yeah, started to have a look around and, yeah, but, yeah, basically started from scratch. And uh, do you remember your early coaches in the junior sides? Um, so, yeah, as I mentioned, it was Brian Boyd. Um, um, he coached us for... Oh, probably four years in a row, I reckon. And, um, yeah, in the last season, it was a bloke called Ray McDougall, who I, I believe was only around for about 12 months, but, um, yeah, was able to take on the, the junior position there. So, yeah. And then uh, on to senior cricket, a debut in 1992-93. So, uh, yeah, memories of... Do you have any memory of your first senior game for the club? Uh, I have some... I have a few memories of that, that game. Um, yeah, it was uh, against uh, Tomahawk Creek with uh, Terry Place captaining. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, quite a colourful game, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> so how, what happened on that day? <laughs> um, well, um, yeah, there was a, a bloke called Brian Hillman um, um, hit 150 runs against us after we had him, um, had him at... Uh, at about five for about 50-odd or something like that. It looked like we were going to win. And, um, yeah, he turned up late and, uh, yeah, absolutely destroyed us. Yeah, so welcome to senior cricket. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> did, you, did you bowl to him that day? I did bowl to him. Um, I, I was the, the bowler when he walked to the crease. And, um, yeah, so let's just say that over did not finish the way I wanted it to, probably with a 6-6 <laughs> six, six and a 4, I think it was. So. Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So a few years of senior cricket until the end of the Timber and Stonyford Association. Um, yeah, your mem early memories. Uh, I, I think you sort of rose quickly up the batting order in your later years in the Timber and Stonyford comp. Um, yes, well, it's um, yeah, my um, my career as a junior was uh, predominantly bowling. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I think in my last year of juniors, I got up to about number four or something like that, but. Um, mainly because I was one of the older players, not one of the better batsmen. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I was, uh, after, after that, I was sort of 10 or 11 most weeks and I was able to post a good score at, um, at, at a number 10, which um, on the next week, the, the opening batsman just happened to be out. So um, I was able to, to uh, take his spot and um, yeah, I got a 40 and from there on I sort of have opened the batting ever since then. And then uh, there was a move to Camperdown for a few years and uh, how did your game develop at Camperdown? Were, were you still bowling a lot or, or did batting sort of in, uh, increase or improve during that time? Um, it was uh, mainly bowling. There was a lot of bowling in, in uh, Camperdown and um, we were playing in the Colac 
at the time in the Colac uh, League. And um, yeah, I was uh, had to uh, change my craft to turf bowling. I bowled on very little turf before that, but um, um, that worked out quite well for me, actually being a, a swinger of the ball and um, moving it off the seam and that sort of thing. I've quite enjoyed a lot of turf cricket and um, yeah, it sort of worked in my favour. So um, I got a, quite a few wickets in a camper down and, uh, and, and uh, in the end, uh, after I got some opportunities, uh, ended up getting a few runs as well. And uh, so tell us about playing with your brothers. You, did you play with all of your brothers? Um, so there was in Camperdown at one stage, we uh, played in the Division 1 side and there was five of us played in that side. So there's a picture in a Camperdown on the wall of that. But um, yeah, it was uh, certainly a, a surreal moment to have um, uh, you know, half of the side that are all your brothers. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, a bit different to playing in the backyard when they're on the same side as you are. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of uh, trying to knock their heads off or hit them over the fence. Yeah. <laughs> so, Wes, we, we talked about your brothers before, and uh, can you confirm you are by far the best batsman in the Lenahan family? <laughs> uh, me uh, brother Shane down in Hamilton's uh, made two tonnes, and I've only made one, Luke, so um, I, I probably can't... Uh, take that one unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> but uh, tell us about the day you made the ton uh, that must have been a huge thrill in your career um yes because uh it w- it's just been in this this last dinner cricket that i played and um it's it's something i never thought i'd do because i'd, I'd always seen myself as a bowler and even when i was open the batting I, I was a very slow batsman and never thought i'd ever get the opportunity to make a hundred and um yeah it's um it's uh, probably something I'll never do again, but it's uh, I'll, I'll keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, that that moment was immortalised as uh, Daniel Misson was out there central umpiring and filmed the whole thing, which uh, he probably shouldn't have been doing, but uh, it's forever on the Pomodate YouTube channel now. Well, how unbelievable is that, Luke? <laughs> like, uh, it's the one time I ever make 100 and uh, Misso had the common decency to pull out his phone and, um, yeah, I did notice he was doing it at the after I'd finished because, um, yeah, he's, he sort of uh, whacked it back in his pocket fairly quickly. I don't think anybody noticed, so he's <laughs> done well. <laughs> so after a few years at Camperdown, you, you did return to your childhood club and uh, were pretty quickly opening the batting in Division 1 with one of the greats of the club, the hard-hitting Craig Sargent. Uh, you probably a very different style to Sarge, it's fair to say. Uh, how did you enjoy batting with Sarge? What was that like? Uh, I learned a, a lot off Sarge. Um, Sarge was a, a bloke that um, wasn't scared to to tell me how to bat, and um, I, and I needed that at that stage. And um, you know, he's he's actually a bloke that taught me how to get on the back foot and cut properly. And because um, I was a very defensive batsman before that, there's no doubt about it. Um, not that much, not that much has changed. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> And uh, you, no doubt you would have seen some uh, spectacular innings at the non-strikers end as well from the blade of Craig Sargent. Oh, absolutely. Um, his shots, um, the, the, the best shot that I like to see from, from Sarge was uh, when somebody started bowling short to him and he'd just uh, rock back and uh, just over the top to third man. And um, I swear it nearly reached the fence every time. I don't know how he got so much power on that shot, but um, yeah, just amazing to watch and... Yeah, definitely here at Pombinate at the home ground at the uh, ba- shorter boundaries uh, to 
on the pull shot, um, yeah, Sarge was there's no one better than him to see the ball sail over the fence, that's for sure. Yeah, no, he was a great player. Uh, and were you bowling much by this stage still? Um, yeah, I did uh, did do some bowling. There was um, a few times where I was able to, lucky enough to be able to um, open the bowling as well as the batting. So some, yep. yeah, some some uh, proud moments. Uh, being um, able to be thrown the ball and asked to do to bowl at the top of the order just after um, opening the innings. So it's um, yeah, um, very proud moments for me. Yeah, no doubt, and. Uh... And career best bowling for Pombonite of seven for thirty eight. Can you tell us about that day? Uh, well, that was uh, not that long ago, Luke. It was only uh, it was in this stint. It was um, uh, maybe six years ago, I guess. It was um, yeah at at Nurit. Um, um, I think you were the captain of the side. There. That's right. Yeah. And yep. um, yeah, I think it was just one of those days where um, you couldn't do anything wrong. Everything just went my way, and. Um, yeah, a lot of luck involved in it. There was a couple of catches on the boundary and so on, but um, yeah, there's no way I'm going to give it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was around this time you you'd sort of developed a really good, effective slower ball, and you were using that in that game. I think. Yes, yes, that was um, probably the first um, time I used the slower ball. Actually, it was um, um, I was. Uh, this time round, I, I bowl a lot slower than I used to bowl and thought I needed a bit of something extra to go with. So, um, yeah, there's no, when you already bowl slow, nobody's expecting you to bowl even slower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in between times, you had another stint at Camperdown and then a stint out of the game completely, um, just concentrating on the farm at that stage? Yeah, that's right, Luke. Um, I, um, yeah, after coming back to Pombonite, I... Um, yeah, the work just got too much. I was milking a, a lot of cows, 360 cows through a small dairy and had uh, had Luke and Dan. Uh, they were both very young at the time and it was just uh, too much to handle at all. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, the job had to take priority there. So, um, but, yeah, it was, I was quite happy to be able to come back and play with my two boys um, when, the time was, when, I, when the time was right, yeah. So... Uh, off- Luke and Dan, would it be fair to say they were sort of the catalyst for bringing you back to the club? Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. I was, um, Luke started playing a few senior games and um, I think you were a, a, a player or two short and I, I was there watching on the sidelines and asked did I want to um, jump in the field and field for a bit and uh, I guess I never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, look, the, the thrill of playing with both of your boys, you've, you've played a, a fair bit of cricket with both boys over the past few years. Uh, it must have been a great experience and probably something you'll remember forever. It's definitely something I'll remember forever. It, um, yeah, it chokes me up that I've um, been able to get that opportunity and uh, for a, such a long period of time. Um, yeah, there's not many people get to do that. And, um, yeah, it's... Uh, um, yeah, able to pass my knowledge onto the boys and um, see them perform well. It's... Uh, what every parent asks for, I think. Yeah, absolutely, and it, and it, uh, it's something you can do in cricket. You can play to a to an older age and play with your boys, which uh, yeah, you know, other sports like football don't offer that. So it's uh, yeah, something fantastic that you've done. Thanks. Yeah. So uh, a huge involvement with the club too, uh, you know, over the past sort of decade or so, or twelve years. Uh, since the boys started playing juniors, you were uh, a fantastic help to me with the juniors for so long. Uh, 
how did you enjoy that sort of process, the, the, the Friday nights in the under-13s and then the, the early Sunday mornings in the under-16s uh, with your boys? You, you, you know, you were always there umpiring or scoring or whatever I needed you to do. It's, uh, you know, it's a busy time, but it, it's, a, it's an enjoyable time watching your kids, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. As you said, it's a busy time. And uh, when you're milking cows, it's, uh, it means uh, very early mornings and, and some very late nights as well. So it's, um, it was a commitment, but it's a, it's a commitment I was uh, happy to make. Um, yeah, to, not only my boys, but to see other people's boys um, developing through those ranks, is, there's nothing like it. Like um, even now, playing in the Divi 2 side, there's young players coming up through and you, that you've seen um, in their first year of cricket and that sort of thing, and, and, and you see them coming through into the senior ranks as um, uh, not quite fully developed, but you can see that they are going to be some, some really good cricketers coming through, and um, yeah, to watch that process, is, it's just um, mind-boggling, really. Yeah. And uh, as you've mentioned before, you're on a, on a farm milking 360 cows, and then uh, you've moved farm, you've moved to Weirite, or... Uh, the other part of Weirite, where you grew back to your home farm where you grew up on and closer to the cricket club. But, uh, you, you know, you're not milking as many cows now and life must be good. <laughs> life is good, Luke. Um, yeah, to go from uh, 360 cows through a 10-a-side dairy to um, 100 cows through a 16-a-side dairy, um, that's, a, that's a massive change for a dairy farmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you look more relaxed and um, I think your hair's gone back darker again too since, since the move, but... Uh, <laughs> It's great to see. And, uh, of course, in recent years, Belinda has started playing. And uh, I know it's something she would have loved to have done at a younger age, but uh, you must have enjoyed watching Belinda play and play in a premiership last year. Well, absolutely. Um, well, it's something she's done that I haven't done, Luke. Uh, I haven't been able yet. to snag a premiership yet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this year's the year, of course. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, um, Belinda's always been at all my games and that sort of thing. She's a really big supporter and uh, probably the only reason why she wouldn't have been at a game is so she could milk the cow so I could go to the game. And, um, you know, I've, I've always been really grateful for that. And um, But uh, being able to watch her in, enjoy the cricket like um, I have for so many years, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And, and not just Belinda, all the, all the ladies, um, yeah, it's, there's a really good uh, camaraderie there between them. And, um, yeah, they, they are keep pulling each other further and further up and um, yeah there's a uh, endless potential there that's for sure yeah no it's been great to, to see all of them play and uh, yeah Belinda batted uh, beautifully in the grand final last year made a 20 odd and some cut shots reminiscent of her father Jimmy but uh, yeah no it, you must be there yeah, must have been a great thrill to see her win the flag absolutely um, yeah you might um, if you're looking closely, you might have even seen a tear in my eye, Luke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> She's, uh, yeah to, uh, for her to achieve that sort of thing. And um, after being captain the first year, it was, um, yeah, really something that she never thought she was ever going to get the opportunity to do. And um, even though she's uh, in the older range now, um, she'd be really glad that she's um, taken those couple of years to, to uh, achieve her childhood dream. Mm. And of course, you've been a great help with that format as well, uh, umpiring and scoring and and uh, and so forth. So it's it's just great to have you on board. Uh, yeah, your family, whatever uh, team you're in, uh, you're all fully supported, don't you? All, all you and the boys and Belinda. Oh, that's 
that's what we are like as a family, Luke. We um, like to do things together, and um, yeah, we'll um, we'll always be like that, I suppose. It's um, yeah, if you, if you put in and get some fun out, it's um, is you know, it's uh, quite easy to give back, really. So uh, stuck all off season on 199 games, four washouts. It's uh, the nervous 199s, but. Um, in your other sporting career at the South Parramatta Footy Club, uh, how many games did you fin- senior games did you finish up on there? Um, well, it was uh, I, I finished up on ninety nine senior games, Luke. Um, and, and, <laughs> and then what happened? The club folded. The club folded. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Um, <laughs> it was uh, yeah something that uh, is out of my control. But um, yeah, every year at the start of footy season, I go out to South Parramatta ground and. Uh, run out onto the ground uh, hoping somebody's <laughs> there to see it and maybe mark it down on the books. But, uh, yeah, it's been quite a few years now and nobody's ever seen me. So. Yeah. <laughs> Do you go and look longingly at the honour boards in the Carpentine Hall of that that 100-game honour board and just, just wish you could have been on there? <laughs> no, that hurts too much, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 200 games for Pombonit is a wonderful achievement. What does that mean to you? Uh, it means a lot, yeah. It's, um, yeah, uh, as you said, I played all my juniors here, and um, I've been away and experienced other clubs. And uh, yeah, there's nothing quite like Pombonit. Um, there's just a, it's an unexplainable air about the club that um, sucks you in, and um, yeah, is really, um, yeah, they're really welcoming. And um, yeah, as I said, it's just I don't know it's something unexplainable about it. You just have to experience it for yourself. And uh, so some of the better players you've played with, you, you've played with a lot of good players in your time at Pomerate and Camperdown, no doubt. Oh, yes. Um, Don't leave anyone out. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's plenty there, so I don't, no doubt I will leave somebody out. But, um, yeah, I guess through the juniors, uh, as far as batsmen go, you couldn't go past um, Paul Searle um, yeah, in his first year. It was actually his last year of juniors was the first year that he played cricket ever. And um, uh, to see the natural ability that he had, and um, by the end of the year, and after playing Country Week, um, you know the whole league was talking about him, not just in the junior ranks but in the senior ranks as well. It was just um, unbelievable to watch. Um, yeah, I've played um, with uh, quite a few life members uh, in, in uh, my father-in-law Jimmy Boyd, and um, yourself and Dave, and um, you know Brian, Ian, and. Um, uh, Max um, yeah so quite a few life members there that I've uh, played with um, yeah so that they all bring something different to the table uh, yeah. and how about in your time opening the batting who, which opposition bowler did you find the hardest to face um, I only ever faced him once but he was a, a bloke from Tim Boone called uh, Brendan Drake and um, he was a he was a fast bowler. He and, was, um, yeah. yeah. There was, um, yeah, just because of his pure speed, and every now and then he'd get one to nip off the seam. It was just uh, unplayable, and um, yeah, I did come off that game with a few bruises on me afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Being a lower order batsman at the time, but, yeah. So, where's as a bowler most of your career, but uh, the shoulder. Uh, injured last year, haven't bowled sort of since halfway through last season. How is the shoulder, and will there be a return to the bowling crease? Um, well, Luke, there's a there's a big tear there that's um, that's never going to heal. So unfortunately, for me, um, there will no 
be no bowling from now on. So, um, specialist opener. Specialist opener, and um, yeah, I'm going to have to rely on uh, the young blokes to catch me throws halfway in from the boundary. Yeah. Too, which, is, um, <laughs> which is a bit embarrassing, but um, yeah, unfortunately, there's nothing I can do about it. No. <laughs> But uh, in addition to batting well Saturday, you took the winning catch, the 10th wicket. Uh, that's right, I did. Um, <laughs> she's uh, a, a big cheer went up and, uh, yeah, it's probably the first time I've ever heard of anybody from the boundary before. I usually switch off when I'm on the cricket ground to that sort of thing. But um, being the last wicket, I took the catch and, uh, yeah, heard this big cheer. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it was uh, a surreal thing to... Uh, actually hear people cheering me yeah <laughs> <laughs> so mate your career 200 senior games 2165 runs with 350s and one century 55 catches and 158 wickets with the best bowling of seven for 38 you played all three grades division one two and three a former division three captain and a, a winner of the division two and division three team champion awards so uh that's a fair resume, mate, and uh, still some to go. Hopefully this year we can uh, add a grand finalist to that league. That'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Wes, you've been a great guest and, uh, and more importantly, a wonderful contributor to the Pombonite Cricket Club over three decades. So uh, thanks for joining us on the Bulls podcast. No problem, Luke. Thanks for having me. Go Bulls. Go Bulls.